Support for MPB comes from the Mississippi Museum of Art in Jackson. What Became of Dr. Smith by artist Noah Satterstrom is on view now through September 22, 2024. Learn more at msmuseumart.org. This podcast is a local production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting and depends on the support of listeners like you. If you can, please donate today at mpbonline.org. And thanks. Welcome to the Mississippi Arts Hour on MPB Think Radio, where each week we talk to different creative Mississippians. I'm your host, Leslie Barker, Arts-Based Community Development Director at the Mississippi Arts Commission. And today I'm speaking with two Heathers, two Heather B's actually, Heather Barnes and Heather Bailey, and they're going to be telling us about Uproar Theater Company. Uproar is a relatively new company here in Jackson, and I'm just excited to learn all about it. So to both of you, Heathers, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Absolutely. So we're going to jump right in to learn about you personally first. So Heather Barnes, tell us about yourself. Okay, um, I'm native to the area. I grew up in Clinton and live and work in Pearl Brandon now. Um, I'm a seventh grade math teacher, so that's pretty opposite of theater, but I really love my day job and I love working with the kids. Um, I'm a cat lady. (laughs) That about wraps it up for me. Well, I think we're probably going to learn a lot more as we go, so that's a great intro. (laughs) Math teacher. Heather Bailey, tell us about yourself. So I am originally from upstate New York, so very far away from um, Jackson originally, but I moved to the area to uh, work at Alcorn State University. I'm an assistant professor of English literature there, and I am uh, in particular a Shakespeare scholar. So um, (sighs) I can talk, yeah, um, I can talk more about our recent production, which was a Shakespeare production, um, later on, if you'd like to know more about that. Definitely. Definitely. So, yep. So that's my, my backstory. So moved here for a job and got involved with upper theater about a year ago, um, when I joined the board and I have, uh, loved every minute of my, uh, involvement with, um, this emerging theater company. So, well, I'm, I can't wait to learn more about how both of you, like what drew you to it, how you got into it. But first, tell us about Uproar. What is Uproar Theater Company? Sure. Okay, I'll, I can answer this first, but Heather Barnes, if you want to jump in in a minute, um, feel free to. So Uproar is a um, nonprofit theater company that was formed by four, I'm sorry, excuse me, five women originally about two years ago. And essentially the um, company was formed to produce um, art that is diverse and both challenging and inspiring. So the five women who founded it, and there are a couple of board members that are still the original founders that are um, part of our board, they really wanted to uh, form a theater company that focused on um, creating theater that would actually um, spark conversations and challenge Mm -hmm. the viewers and the audience and also inspire them in different ways. But so, uh, um, we, we all believe, all of us who are on the board and who are involved with the company, we believe that theater should, should be uh, 
um, unique and it should cause us, all of us as audience members to think about the world in some way um, differently than before. And the other thing that we are um, all about at Uproar is making sure that we are celebrating and privileging um, diverse perspectives and uh, focusing on uh, diverse stories. And that, of course, we define diversity broadly. Uh, We want to promote stories that um, feature um, characters that are a broad range of backgrounds and uh, ethnicities, races, sexual orientation, gender expression, all of that. And we also want to make sure that our uh, we are involving in terms of our cast and our production crew that we're, we are um, welcoming and involving um, actors and um, production um, crew members that have unique and diverse Perspective. So those are the two main um, tenets, if you will, of um, Upward Theater. And, and that was the um, primary motivation in, in, in the original five founders in terms of why they wanted to establish this theater company. And so you are a board member and did you, and you worked on the last show as well. Were you the director for that show? I was. I co-directed. Yes, <laughs> I co-directed the show with uh, Paula Harrington Ishi, who um, some of our uh, audience members, listeners to the show, might know uh, because she is has been a prolific um, actress in the area. She's also a local. Um, Uh, local to the Jackson area. Um, So she's been in a number of other productions at other theater companies as well. So yeah, so I co-directed that play with her. Um, It was a good collaboration. She has the directing experience and the um, acting experience. I'm not an actress. I am a a scholar. So I brought the Shakespeare expertise and expertise of the early modern theater conventions um, and things of that nature. Um, and we work together. Um, you know, she's like the the um, the type B creative personality mm-hmm. and I'm like the type type A professor personality. And so I think it was a good uh, it was a good collaboration and I learned a lot from her and from the actors, including Heather Barnes, um, who, you know, we'll get, we'll talk about this more maybe later, but she was played the lead role in that production. She was Beatrice. Um, so I learned a lot from just the incredible, like talented, um, cast members who again, have the acting experience that I don't have. Um, and so it was a really, for me personally, it was really exciting because I got to, um, see how those two things are synthesized and, and they really should be synthesized. And, and I know I'm, um, I'll try to, um, curtail myself in a minute. Cause now I'm, I'm getting <laughs> into my like professor mode where I'm explaining, but I was just going to say, um, it, interestingly in Shakespeare studies, that is the trend right now actually is to, for, mm-hmm. um, scholars to emphasize performance conditions and performativity, um, in mm-hmm. Shakespeare and other writers that were contemporaries of Shakespeare in the 16th and 17th century theater. Um, whereas traditionally like 20 years ago, that just wasn't the case. There was a huge divide between, mm-hmm. you know, like intellectual 
approaches and reading Shakespeare in the classroom and then actually performing Shakespeare. So um, there is increasingly more of an interest and an emphasis on um, and an awareness of how actually, if you're going to be a good Shakespeare scholar, you need to also understand mm-hmm. um, what it means to be an actor, a director, and what it means to be involved in it um, in a theatrical production because that's the context in which um, Shakespeare's yeah. works were written. So, what an incredible partnership to the two of you together. That's just that's just wonderful. Um, I'm Leslie Barker with the Mississippi Arts Commission, and today we are talking with Heather Barnes and Heather Bailey of the Jackson-based Uproar Theater Company. And so, I want to hear Heather Barnes. How did you get connected to Uproar, and what's your role with the company? Yeah, so I'm actually not a board member or anything like that. I'm just a friend of the theater company. Um, I'm old friends with several of the board members and active participants, and I'm new friends of several, including Heather Bailey. And I'm just so thankful for all of them and for what they bring to the Jackson Theater space. But I got hooked up with Uproar through friends and through, obviously, they're great with their social media and posting audition notices and everything. And last year, I was very excited to audition for my first show for them, and COVID shut down right as auditions were about to happen. So they were great about hosting virtual play read-throughs and game nights and everything on uh, Zoom and Google Meet over the entire quarantine process, which let me get to know a lot of the people I didn't know and also keep you involved in theater while all of that was going on. So that's my connection right there. Wow. And so... Both of you just worked on the show that Heather Bailey was talking about. Um, Heather Bailey, what was that show? Yes, yeah, so it was um, a production of Much Ado About Nothing, and it was called Tipsy Bard. So it was basically um, uh, a way for us to um, make Shakespeare accessible and fun for people who might be intimidated by Shakespeare otherwise. And so we wanted to incorporate uh, an atmosphere that was fun, lighthearted, and obviously as the name implies, um, tipsy. So in other words, what that meant is that um, we did have a bar available um, at the production if um, the audience members wanted to purchase drinks. um, And the actors were, uh, most of the actors, if they chose to, if they wanted to, they um, also had drinks while they were uh, performing the the show. Mm -hmm. So, um, and actually what's funny about this is this is very authentic to Shakespeare's theater. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in, if, any, if any of our listeners know anything about Shakespeare's world, again, in uh, 16th and 17th century London, the London theater, um, there was uh, drinking was uh, definitely something that occurred during the productions. Um, and um, the theater was located right next to the taverns and, you know, bear baiting pits and um you know, other, um, you know, establishments that, um, you know, were, were there for, um, fun, uh, entertainment. And so it, what, and, and also, um, the, uh, Shakespeare, most of Shakespeare's plays were also performed, um, uh, at, open um, air theaters in which uh, lower class people could attend um, and pay a very small amount of money and um, um, actually uh, stand and watch the play. And so, and so um, we wanted to 
recreate that spirit, that atmosphere, um, because unfortunately Shakespeare has, um, for long, lots of reasons that I won't get into right now, because that's another long story. But um, there are there are uh, historical and cultural reasons why um, Shakespeare is often has has taken on this kind of um, just pretension um, and become associated with you know the elite. And um, there's a lot of like conceptions now about how, you know, in order to enjoy Shakespeare, you have to be well educated and, um, you know, Shakespeare's boring, quote unquote, unless you have a certain level of education. And so we really wanted to emphasize this production like, hey, it's okay if you don't understand every word of early modern English, it's okay. Um, You can still have a good time and you can still. enjoy and and have access to Shakespeare um, without feeling like, oh, I don't like, I don't have a degree in English. So, you know, um, this isn't for me. So that was a big reason why we chose to do a tipsy bard version Mm. of of this production. Well, I saw the show and it was (laughs) so much fun. And I want to talk more about just that kind of accessibility that you're talking about. You're listening to the Mississippi Arts Hour on MPB Think Radio. This is Leslie Barker. Thanks for listening to the podcast version of the Mississippi Arts Hour. The show airs on MPB Think Radio every Sunday afternoon at 5. To access all of our past shows, subscribe to the Mississippi Arts Hour podcast using your favorite podcasting app. Deep South Dining is the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. From fried chicken and collard greens to shrimp and grits and a glass of sweet tea. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or download our MPB public media app. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. You're listening to the Mississippi Arts Hour on MPB Think Radio. I'm Leslie Barker with the Mississippi Arts Commission. And today I'm talking with Heather Barnes and Heather Bailey from Jackson's Uproar Theater Company. So we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on now with Uproar Theater Company. So Heather Barnes, I believe you're working on a show. Yes, we uh, just completed auditions and are jumping into the production process for our next show, which is called The Sixth Stage of Grief. And it's actually written by a local playwright, Brent Hearn. He is the only male serving on the uproar board. Um, And it's a beautiful, beautiful play. So what is your role in this show? I am directing the show. Um, And it's actually a really cool experience because I'm directing and not many (laughs) directors, I feel, get to say that they're working hand in hand with the playwright to develop a production while it's being done. So while the script has been read and approved by the board and everything, Brent is wanting to workshop it a little bit in the first couple of weeks. So we have a cast, we have an amazing cast that's about to jump right in with those workshops. And we're going to read through the script several times while our playwright listens and notes any changes that he might need to finalize or make. Maybe a scene needs to be added or removed. And then after about a week, we'll jump right in with a final script and uh, take it from there. I love new work. So I'm really excited about this. So Tell us a little bit about the story that the play tells. Sure. It's a story set in Jackson, 
Um, and we're following a journalist named Claire who is returning to her job after a short leave of absence. And she's just ready to get back to work. She's ready to hit some of the hard hitting stories that she's been researching and developing in the Jackson community. And all of a sudden she gets an assignment that she was not expecting. She's taken off all of the jobs that she was really wanting to do. And she's asked to go speak to a woman named Althea who is kind of a um, AIDS activist. Um, she's done a lot of research for the cause and her husband actually passed away from it several years prior. And she has re requested Claire specifically to come and interview her. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not just your basic back and forth interview, where did you grow up? She wants to be asked hard hitting questions and she wants to give the hard hitting answers. And their relationship starts off, you know, kind of butting heads and something really sweet and precious develops between them. And we're also following some of Claire's other people in her life that are special and dear to her. And we find out more about her backstory and how this emotion of grief ties into not only Claire, but to Althea and to, everybody around her, which translates into the audience and their experience with grief and how that is an emotion that can tie people together. Mm. Is it, is the script, um, is it realism or does it play around with some different, you know, structures? It's definitely a, a realism script. Um, these are people that, you know, these are people in your life, people that you look up to and respect. And I think everybody will be able to find a character that they're like, I know, I know that person when they're watching it. Mm. So you mentioned, um, working hand in hand with the playwright, uh, this, so is this the first time the show's been seen, you, you know, on its feet? This is the first time the show will be produced as a play. It has been produced several times in the area as a reading, um, where the actors have just sat in chairs and done a, a produced reading of the show for people to come here and give feedback to the playwright. But this will be the first time that it is performed and acted on the stage. Oh, wonderful. Mm -hmm. um, I, I want to hear if, you know, you mentioned, like I said, talking, working with hand in hand with the playwright, how is that different than a script that maybe has been staged a lot of times before? That's a really interesting question. <laughs> um, I actually come to this more as an actor than a director. Um, but the shows I have directed have actually been shows that the same playwright has written. Oh, okay. Um, Yes, but the last one I did um, was a one act and it wasn't being workshopped. The script was finalized and we just did it as is. So coming into this one, there's a lot of stuff going on in my head about working hand in hand with the playwright to produce something that the world is seeing for the first time. He's a friend of mine. And so the first thing that comes to my head is, you know, I don't want to let him down because this script is his his baby. And I want to put on a good show for him and for the actors who are bringing it to life for the first time and for the audience that's coming to see it. But it's also really cool because he's there to be like, this is working. This is exactly what I pictured in my head or this isn't working or I never would have imagined that happening on stage, but it's coming together better than I would have ever hoped. So I'm just really interested to see how our partnership works throughout this performance. 
it's amazing what happens when actors start speaking words, you know? Oh, yes. It really always is more than you could have imagined, you know? So I I love that process. Mm -hmm. Um, Tell me the the name of the show again. Yeah, the show is called The Sixth Stage of Grief. The Sixth Stage of Grief. And so our writer, Brent Hearn, tell us a little bit about him because he he seems to be a, a repeat writer. So tell us a little bit about Brent. Yeah, he's um, a Pearl native as well, and he writes a lot of different things from articles on blogs to fiction um, to poetry and obviously um, plays. So he is he also works at a uh, board game company that is located in Ridgeland um, Certifiable Studios. And basically, if you see something in writing on one of their board games, he probably wrote it. So (laughs) He's producing words everywhere. <laughs> wow, that's that's really fascinating. Wow. Yeah. You're listening to MPB Think Radio. This is the Mississippi Arts Hour, and I am talking with members of the Uproar Theater Company. So, Heather Bailey, you being a board member, how how did Uproar as a company get drawn to this particular work that we're talking about, this new play? Yeah, that's a great question. So um, when we were choosing our season, and and this is pretty, um, you know, pretty standard process, we started with a lot of different um, scripts and, um, and they were, it was kind of all over the place. Um, And we just as a board, we read through them all. And then we uh, you know, um, got it down to a smaller number. And then we had some pretty, um, at times, like really, um, you know, intense discussions about, okay, what do we actually want to produce for this upcoming season? Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things, okay, so a couple of things specifically about this play, and I, I can just talk especially specifically um, from my perspective, I, I, I really liked, um, I like that it's, uh, as Heather Barnes just explained, it's local and local at a a lot of different levels, a local playwright, but also a local setting. And it's also, um, I don't want to like give any spoilers, but it's also, um, there's some history backstory to it that is really um, connected to, um, you know, the history of Jackson. And I guess I will say briefly, I I think, I hope this is okay um, to say that it, you know, um, Heather mentioned eight, um, the AIDS epidemic. That's definitely a part of it, but also race. Yes. Plays a big part. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, you know, race, race plays a big role in the play as well. And, um, one of the, um, part of the dynamics between the characters is that they are, um, of different races and that plays out in their relationship and some, uh, really interesting nuanced ways. And so, um, Going back to our mission as Upward Theater, we also, our board members felt like this really um, represented the kinds of, the kind of theater that we want to produce at Upward. It's, it is going to be um, challenging. The content is challenging at times for sure. It's not a, it's not a fluffy, you know, like I always say, it's not like a jazz hands, like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, like uh, um, production. It's, Um, But at the same time, it also has like, it's also not all um, gritty. It's like got a really, I thought a really nice balance between some really like difficult. Yeah. And Heather's a great Heather Barnes is nodding. Like, you know, it's got like difficult things, but then it's also got 
some humor in it. It's got some really beautiful, like, I think it's all, Heather, um, I'd love to hear what you have to say too. I was going to say, I, I think it's ultimately a really hopeful. Yeah. It's, I mean, I would definitely say it's more of a drama, but with, with a lot of comedy, there's a lot of like, having to hold my stomach from laughing so hard moments in there. Um, but I do think that overall the audience will feel sad and challenged, but also hopeful. Mm-hmm. Mm. I love that balance. <laughs> yeah. Like I think um, also it, it um, there are like, there are male characters, but they're peripheral. So I was also going to add um, it's really like primarily uh stories that are about women and like featuring women and women that are well-written, which as a woman, like Mm -hmm. it's pretty easy. I'm sure you both can agree. Like it's pretty easy to read or watch things and, you know, um, tell like, does the writer really respect women or not? Um, and are they actually trying to present nuance, like women as nuanced characters instead of just like flat, uh, one-dimensional caricatures. So that was another thing that our board liked about this play. Like, these characters are, um, they got a lot of layers to them. They're definitely not uh, mm. flat characters. Oh, I love that. So it sounds like that's something that Uproar is committed to, is finding plays with strong women characters. Yes, I think so. And maybe Heather Barnes, you want to talk a little bit more about Beatrice because there's a nice connection to... Yeah, I was going to say it kind of (laughs) feels like going from Much Ado into this show. It's really highlighting women who are bold and um, not afraid of their femininity. I love that. So tell us how we can see the show and when it's going to be. Absolutely. Um, There should be a ticket link created soon. It's not quite up yet, but as long as you're following us on socials as Facebook and Instagram, um, as soon as that link is created, it will be up there for people to start buying tickets and um, reserving a spot for the show. The show will be um, put on the weekend of July 9th. So there'll be a July 9th at 7.30 Um, Saturday, July 10th, there will be two shows, one at 2.30 and one at 7.30, and then July 11th at 2.30. This is Leslie Barker. Thanks for listening to the podcast version of the Mississippi Arts Hour. The show airs on MPB Think Radio every Sunday afternoon at 5. To access all of our past shows, subscribe to the Mississippi Arts Hour podcast using your favorite podcasting app. Hi, I'm Dr. Jimmy Stewart, Professor of Internal Medicine and Pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. On the original Southern Remedy, we answer questions about all aspects of your health and share some of the latest medical information in the news. You can listen to the show on Wednesdays at 11 on MPB Think Radio, or you can subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy on your preferred podcasting app. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. You're listening to the Mississippi Arts Hour on MPB Think Radio. 
I'm Leslie Barker with the Mississippi Arts Commission, and today I'm talking with Heather Barnes and Heather Bailey to learn all about Uproar Theater Company. Tell us about where you guys have been doing your production. So we are now housed permanently um, at EcoShed, and EcoShed is a new business that actually just officially opened the weekend that um, our Tipsy Bard production opened, so last month, um, and they are a um, share uh, workspace uh, company. So they offer um, all sorts of packages. Um, if anyone's interested, you can check out their website. Um, just type in EcoShed, um, E-C-O, and then the word shed, all one word. Um, and anyway, so so it's a collaborative workspace um, where you can pay a membership fee and have a desk and have a conference room and access to uh, internet and all that good stuff. But then they also have a large atrium, which is beautiful. It's got um, floor to ceiling windows um, and that area can easily um, host larger events and it has a stage and it also has both a local coffee shop and a bar um, right in that area. Coffee Pros, um, for our listeners, you might be familiar with Coffee Pros because um, they have some other branches. But anyway, they have a now um, a, a, um, they have a branch at EcoShed. And then EcoShed has their own local bar called Space Bar. And then there's another bar called Flamingo, um, which also um, is located in uh, at, in the building. So anyway, so yeah, so that's where we had our tipsy bar production. It was great. It was beautiful. And that is where we are going to, um, where Heather Barnes is directing our next play. So Heather, do you want to, did you want to add anything about the space? Um, just it's, it's such a great space and completely functional for so many different things. Um, I know people have just been popping up there to buy coffee on the weekends or the evenings because they're open to the public for people to just come in and buy a coffee after work hours. Um, but we're just, we're very grateful to EcoShed for their partnership. Um, we really wouldn't be able to put on the caliber of productions that we're doing without a space like this. It's such a cool space. It's like you're inside and outside at the same time. It's so uh, it was very cool, very cool space. And and so much happens there. I think, I feel like I keep hearing artists talking about doing things in the eco shed. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. I know that they have a flea market. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe it's once a month. Um, and yes, they have other events and functions there. And one of the things that the owners are really um, big on is making sure that they're supporting local business. So all of the businesses that are associated or um, affiliated with EgoShed, they're all local small businesses. Um, and the flea market, I've been to the flea market um, once and it was really cool just to, um, to go around and talk to other, um, other local business owners. Um, and I will say, again, check them out for sure. Their price, uh, their um, prices are, are very reasonable. Um, we, as a theater company, we were looking into renting a space like in a traditional, you know, like a traditional rental. And let's just say that the cost um, would have been really prohibitive for us as mm-hmm. a new theater company with our limited budget and eco shed. It's just for the, the quality that you get for the amount that you're spending is it's a really good deal. So their prices are really reasonable as well. 
What is, what is the experience like for you working in a space that's, it's still a performance space, but a little bit less traditional maybe than your typical theater space? Um, coming from being in theater for a long time, I've just learned that space is space and you can make any space a theater space, regardless of whether you're up on a stage and there's folding chairs out in the audience. So I think if you're in the right headspace, both as a director or a stage manager or an actor, it doesn't matter what your stage is like. I mean, there might be furniture that you have to work around or there might be people in and out, but if you're in the zone, it really doesn't matter what space you're working with. Yeah, and I think too, again, for our mission and our aesthetic at Upwar, it's it's perfect because we're, again, we're, we're trying to emphasize that theater doesn't have to be in these really like um, pretentious looking um, closed off um, more traditional theaters that are like really dark and, you know, like, um, everyone's just sitting like in one, uh, like straight looking at the stage. Um, this, this space lends itself well to what we're trying to do. Like we have a lot of audience in it, like in Tipsy Bar, we had a lot of audience interaction, like the mm-hmm. actors came down and we're interacting with the audience members, which is also very authentic to, um, Shakespeare's theater. And so, yeah, I think it, it's cool. It, it, it inspires us, I think, to think outside the box too about um, staging choices. Oh, that's great. So if someone comes to see an uproar theater show stylistically, what can they expect? I think ultimately, you know, stylistically things can change from show to show, but really, especially because of our partnership with EcoShed, it's such a great space already that we're trying to use the space that we're given in its highest, um, to its highest potential while bringing in touches that are unique to the show. So I've been talking with you guys. It's so great to learn about, about uproar and you're both, you're both educators. We have a a professor and we have a a math teacher. What grades do you teach Heather Barnes? I teach seventh grade. (laughs) Seventh grade, man, that's a tough year just in life. (laughs) Wow. And so, and, and Heather Bailey, you're teaching literature at Alcorn. Was that right? Yes. Yeah. Literature and um, research writing classes. Yeah. At Alcorn. So what, what drives you to, after your, your long day of being, a, of being a teacher and being, you know, grading papers and all the things you have to do, what makes you want to do this extra thing, this show? I guess I can speak um, first. This is Heather Barnes speaking. I started doing theater when I was 13. My first show was actually a Shakespeare show, so everything comes full circle, mm. but You know, I was a really shy, introverted kid, and I didn't find friendships in sports or, I don't know, I had, I had a great class. We were all friends, but I just, I didn't find a place where I fit in. And so theater was the first place where I felt like this is something that was made for me and I was made for it. And through that, um, this shy, introverted kid found community. And I think that's what's carried me through enjoying theater for over half of my life at this point is putting on a story is wonderful, but the community that it brings is 
you can't match it with anything else. And when everybody in a community is coming together to put on something for a common purpose, you just feel such a connection, um, a connection of emotions and a connection of purpose. And, you know, you're your own little theater community, but you also feel connected to the bigger community around you. And I think all of those things work hand in hand to make theater a hobby that isn't really like anything else. Mm, I agree. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and for me, first of all, yeah, I think Heather Barnes put it really nicely um, that the community, like for, for me, I like meeting people that are imaginative mm-hmm. and innovative and also, I think this is another thing that's really important, and this is also a connection to literature, um, and that's empathy. I think that one of the things that theater really does and that theater, the theater community really is invested in is sharing stories mm-hmm. about people that um, and experiences that you, you might not necessarily have had personally um, in order to cultivate an awareness and an empathy for um different histories, different cultures, different lived and embodied experiences. And, you know, I am such a firm and passionate believer in um, the fact that empathy is what actually motivates positive change in Mm. communities. Um, And so I love that. And also I just love doing something that gets me out of my comfort zone and out of my bubble. Mm. Like, you know, the academic bubble is um, obviously there's a lot of crossover between the two, but in terms of my job itself, it's very, um, you know, I'm mostly sitting down at a desk or in a classroom and um, I mostly interact with the people in my department who are wonderful. Um, But I, I like getting out of that um, daily bubble mm-hmm. of your day job and like meeting different people. And um, some of the people that I worked with on Tipsy Bar Night are, I already knew, but quite a few of them I didn't know or, or didn't know very well. And it was just, I just like that, that um, spark when you meet new people. Um, Mm. it's exciting. It's stimulating. It's, you know, like intellectually stimulating and it's, um, and then working with people who have talents that are different than yours. Mm -hmm. Like I was talking about before, like working with people who have acting experience, um, is really cool and invigorating. And so I, that's another reason why I like, um, being involved in theater. It keeps me on my toes because I'm not in my, I wasn't in my comfort zone with doing this. This was completely new for me um, co-directing. And so, but I like that because it kept me sharp and, and, um, I learned a lot. I know I asked Heather Barnes this, but how did you get connected Heather Bailey with, um, with the uproar theater company? So I was connected because I was, um, okay. So, (laughs) um, through our president, of uh, Uproar Theater Company. She's also the founder, um, one of the founding members, uh, Katie Jeffcoat. So she and I were already friends. Uh, we were friends through, um, but it's it's still a theater connection. So um, she, I met her because she was friends with um, the person who would become my significant other, um, who 
is a professor at Alcorn. So that's how I met him. But then he was already involved in the theater scene as well in Jackson. So he knew Katie Jeffcoat. So then I met her and we became friends. And then when the board um, seat opened up, um, she asked me if I would be willing to join. Um, and I think for similar reasons, so I was just talking about like cross pollination. Cause she was like, you're not an actor, but, um, you have an appreciation for theater and because you're a lit person, there's a lot of, um, cross connection there. And so she's like, we'd like to have your perspective on the board. And so that's how I got involved. And I joined about, actually joined at the same time that Brent Hearn joined. So that was about a year ago. Um, unfortunately, right, essentially right before the pandemic hit. Mm -hmm. So Brent and I joined, and then we had all these ambitious plans for our season that mostly had to get canceled. Um, but anyway, um, although like Heather Barnes mentioned, we did keep up with doing online readings mm. and stuff, but that's, that's the story. So, um, it goes back to community, like Heather Barnes was talking about, um, you know, just meeting someone that knew other people that were in the community. And, um, I think it's really telling that all of my close friends now, um, in the area, they're all, they're not necessarily all on the board, but they're all in some way affiliated with, the theater community. And again, I think that's because we're all similar in our interests. Like um, Heather Barnes and I were both talking about, um, and so we have like a lot of things, a lot of things in common and similar appreciation for again, empathy and innovation and imagination. Theater community is strong. And I, I love, I love hearing about it. I love that we're starting to be able to venture back into it. I, I, you know, love being in the rehearsal room, love being in an audience. And um, I would love for you guys to tell us about what's coming up after your show in July. Yeah, go for it. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, in August we have a night of one acts and, um, in a minute we can ask you, Leslie, to (laughs) to talk more about that because you're actually one of the writers of, um, one of the one acts that we're um, producing, which is really exciting. We always choose our next season, um, in like November, December for the following year. So we have some ideas in mind for what's going to be going on for our next season, but I don't want to say anything. We'll, we'll keep some mystery, uh, and intrigue going for right now because we haven't finalized our decisions, but again, it'll continue to be a mix most likely of, um, you know, like new, uh, productions and local playwrights with some productions that are more well-known, but again, still challenging. And the one acts circling back, um, all the one acts are written by local people. Um, and that's something that we're very proud of. And so, um, one of those writers is Leslie. So if you want to talk more about <laughs> I'm very excited about it. I, I am, am honored to be part of it. Um, I, I did write a play called Jarring. I'll, I'll let people come see it to, to know what all it's about. But uh, I love, you know, you guys have this new play coming up. Heather Barnes is directing um, that is written by a local playwright. Then we have a series of plays written by local playwrights. So how do we as audience members, how do we find out about what's coming up with you guys? Um, our social media is great with Upper Theater. It's it's very well maintained and you can almost always find what's coming up next as soon as we have an announcement about it. But we have a Facebook page, Upper Theater, and then an Instagram page, Upper Theater Jackson, which is JXN, I believe. Do we buy tickets online or at the door? 
uh, tickets will be available online. Like I said, they'll they'll be linked on our social media as soon as they're available. But last time we had tickets available at the door for walk-ins and we anticipate having the same thing for the sixth stage of grief. Oh, wonderful. And just to add, if you go on to, so like Heather Barnes said, yeah, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Also, you can check out our traditional website, which is UpworthTheater.org. All one word, Upworth Theater. And that uh, that website has, um, will also have the link to purchase tickets. Um, and it'll be, the sixth stage of grief will be um, listed as, you know, one of the, um uh, categories, you know, that you can click on and it's got an about us section. So you can read more about all of our board members. And also it's got information about our past production tipsy Bart and about our other upcoming shows. And it's also got a, um, very nice, um, uh, memorial on there because, um, one, uh, one of the founding members of our board, um, sadly passed away, um, un- unexpectedly, um, last year. And so we wanted to honor her and her name was Brittany Butler. So, um, that's on there as well. So anyway, yeah, we'd love for you to check out all three web- website and Instagram and Facebook and, um, and yeah, and shout out to Drew Dempsey, um, who did all of our professional headshots. He's a, a local artist artist who, and photographer who also works at EcoShed. So that's how we met him. I love all the local connections. You guys are just pulling in all the, all the different aspects of the arts together. So I love it. Um, so I just want to say thank you for joining us today, Heather Barnes and Heather Bailey with Upward Theater. This is Leslie Barker. Thanks for listening to the podcast version of the Mississippi Arts Hour. The show airs on MPB Think Radio every Sunday afternoon at 5. To access all of our past shows, subscribe to the Mississippi Arts Hour podcast using your favorite podcasting app. Hi, I'm Walt Grayson. You can now listen to the wild, weird, and wonderful stories of Mississippi with Mile Marker. The first question that we get when someone comes in is, how is the Ulysses S. Grant Presidential Library in Mississippi? Join me as we hit the roads of Mississippi on Mile Marker. We have every letter Grant ever wrote and every letter ever written to him. You can listen by going to mpbonline.org radio or by using your favorite podcasting app, Mile Marker, a Mississippi Roads podcast.